Welcome to the Everything Apartments podcast. I'm your host, Eric Christopher. I'm president of WSC Realty Advisors here in Long Beach, California, where I've been an apartment broker, owner, and property manager for the last 15 years. This podcast covers all aspects of multifamily investments from buying and financing properties. We also cover the day-to-day operations and management and also into reinvestment strategies so you can increase your net worth. I wanted to remind some of the newer listeners, perhaps this is your first visit, that we have a whole bunch of back episodes that we've done this year. A lot of them, uh, really some great guests, uh, some of the out-of-state markets we've been investigating. And I encourage you to scroll back and take a listen to some of those. Last episode, we covered Long Beach sales activity on a citywide basis. We all know that uh, different zip codes and ages of property will trend differently. And this was more or less to kind of gain clarity on the trend of where the market has come from over the last few years and kind of where it's trending now. Today, we'll drill down on a specific sale anatomy. You know, unlike the stock market and other commodity-based sales, every transaction in real estate, the property, the people involved, and the scenario surrounding the sale are different. They're all very unique. But at the same time, there is a market trend for each type of property. And the good part about Long Beach is there is so much apartment stock and volume to analyze that you can, you can analyze trends on just about any type of property in Long Beach. The buyer-seller continuum, that being the interaction between the two in a sale transaction, really is where the rubber meets the road in real estate. And it's obvious that sellers want to achieve the highest price and buyers want to achieve the lowest price. But there's a lot going into it between those two ideas. Today, we'll talk about the listing side of the equation. There really is a bit of a technical process that involves marketing and psychology that can create better results. There are two ways to approach the market as a seller. Many times we see sellers list at a price well above the comparable sales and kind of see what happens. And you can see this portrayed literally on a graph I'm looking at, which I'll also put in the show notes, the citywide GRM on sold properties. It's actually been in the 14 range for the last couple of years coming up to that point and kind of flattening out to a certain variation. It's about 14.7 right now. On a citywide basis, the average GRM for on-market properties is all the way up at 19. So that gap is the exact gap on average between listed properties and sold properties. Psychologically, we as sellers are hypnotized by the highest price any broker letter or email or phone call would indicate Much of the time, these are gambits just to get a meeting and not really grounded in reality. But this galvanization happens in our minds very easily. I'm reminded of a proposal I was doing way back in 2010 with a seller who had very specific price point he wanted to achieve in his sale. So I just asked him, hey, where did you come up with that number? And it turned out it was an appraisal that he had done to get a refinance in 2007 which was the absolute high of the cycle prior to the Great Recession. And now we're sitting in 2010, which is a much different market, but that had not played into his mindset. So all too commonly, we see quite a few listings at any time on the MLS or LoopNet. When the price is just so far above comparable market, it just sits there. In an upwardly trending market like we experienced from 2012 to about the end of 2019, this may work because the tide of the market is rising gradually and it will finally encompass this overpriced property from previous months and, and perhaps make a sale possible. But now in Long Beach, apartment prices are now on a plateau. Prices aren't really rising or falling 
We've been in a 14 range GRM for a couple of years now. It's kind of been oscillating in the 14 to 15 range. So they aren't rising or falling necessarily. So this price gap between the 19 GRM and the 14 point whatever GRM is going to have to be bridged. That's either going to depend on seller motivation, which is always an important factor in a sale. The price will have to come down or that listing will just expire. The danger for the seller in this equation is the brokerage community who are very fee motivated and can pick up on an overpriced listing very quickly. They aren't going to waste time showing that stale inventory to a hot buyer. And this kind of situation could persist even if the listing expires, the property comes back on the market six to nine months later. I can tell you from experience, you see that kind of game being played and you just don't pay attention to it. So that thing will sit there for quite a while and have a tougher time getting the attention of any serious buyers or brokers. There's also more treachery if finally with this overpriced listing, one buyer steps in at the fantasy price and the seller says, yay, we're going to sell it at this price. I hope the broker is being very cautious around this. Who's in the driver's seat in this equation? Who has the leverage? I hope you see the buyer has the leverage in this equation and you can almost bet that there's going to be a renegotiation during that process. And the chance to waste ever precious time is high. If you open escrow, the property's now off market for a few weeks or a month before that escrow cancels. It's the biggest waste of time that we run into in the sale transaction. But there is a better, more systematic way to get you the highest possible sale price. So let's say you're thinking of getting out of the apartments you have here. Perhaps you want to retire or maybe move your investment out of state into other apartments or perhaps a single tenant net leased investment, which is kind of a great vehicle for retirement. And this is going to take some understanding by the seller on a few things. First, what's going on in the overall market? What is the GRM and cost per square foot trend in the zip code where the property is and at the age of the property we were talking about. Did interest rates just increase or decrease? Is there a new government overreach that's affecting the market? Look at that overall trend, but then let's drill down on three to five recent comparable sales and look at exactly where you might expect the subject property to land in a range. The best comparables are in escrow. So you have recent sales that might have gone back over the last six months, but the escrow comps are your most legitimate real comps. So we read the tea leaves on those. Could there be a price reduction in escrow of some certain amount? We go out and look at these properties. We survey the, the seller and the broker to find out, hey, do you think that price will stick? Do you think there may be a reduction? Most of the time, you can gain a pretty good sense of what will happen with the subject property. So now that we have a pretty good sense of what the comparable activity is doing, let's put together a value proposition. This is a story as to why someone would want to buy the property at the price we have it at. Is it a flat out, just an attractive price? or there under market rents or vacancies these people can capitalize? Can you, as the seller, help the buyer with the timeline to finish his 1031 exchange? Or even, you know, more wild example, would you be willing to carry some paper on the property? So these are all value propositions. This is the story a guy like me is going to be shouting from the rooftops. I call it the why buy story. One question I like to ask sellers is hypothetically, of course, once we get the price and the value proposition set, is would you buy the property at this price? It's kind of an interesting way to look at because if you remember nothing else from this episode today, remember this. 
There is only one way to get the highest price in the market on your real estate. And it's like everything else in business. It's through competition. We need to create competition through multiple offers. This is done by portraying a value proposition to the market that induces interest. Okay. The first step to getting offers is them calling a guy like me or emailing, say, Hey, give me some more information about this thing. It looks interesting. That's where everything begins. So if you don't have multiple offers coming in on your sale, there's something to miss in that price or that value proposition. And you don't want to go through escrow without multiple offers. Now who's in the driver's seat? The coin is flipped. You as a seller are now in the driver's seat. We can go look for the best qualified, best capitalized offers with the best terms and timelines. We can weed out the weak offers. And you know what we're going to be able to do next? We go out and send that multiple counter offer back to all of them. We're going to twist all the items a little closer in your favor, pricing being one of them. But the cool part about these multiple counter offers is you don't have to have them match to everybody you send them back for. Let's say you got a guy for all cash, clothes in a short period of time. You may give him a little better price incentive than the, the buyer that wants to put the loan in place. I've seen it happen dozens of times in a multiple counteroffer scenario that the price elevates above list. So how do we execute that? We have a price that's within a reasonable comp range. We have a value proposition in place. The marketing and the skill set of the agent you hire is the last part of the puzzle. Many times we see relationships between seller and agent driven off of perhaps a previous single family home sale, and they go ahead and list the apartments with them. If you have an experienced agent that knows how to move these Long Beach apartment complexes, they probably have a full database of all the owners like I've developed for 15 years. I use multiple channels, not just MLS and postcards. Uh, for example, in my last listing, and, and probably a lot of you folks with the podcast here, I send out an email. My email database is over 2,500 people that I've verified. I've collected these addresses. We are now getting into a much more social media-driven platform using all of the available marketing channels to broadcast that property out to the buyer pool directly, but also the agent force. You want a balance of offers coming in from all different directions to strengthen your position. I'll close this episode with one of the most interesting examples of what we're talking about here I've ever seen. But first, let me tell you about our firm, WSC Realty Advisors and WSC Property Management. WSC has been helping buyers and sellers and managing apartment properties in Long Beach for 15 years. In fact, our 15th anniversary is actually this week. If you're tired of managing or just not getting the results you want, we're running a fall special. Sign up for management services before December 31st and come aboard with no setup fee. Uh, there's usually a $60 per door setup fee because sometimes there's a fair amount of little mess and, and trying to get it integrated into our system it does take some time, but we'll do that without charging the setup fee. And you get the first two months of management for free. We can also help you if you're looking to acquire more properties either here or out of state or looking for a 1031 exchange scenario. You'll find some previous episode of the podcast that cover these items. Visit wsc-pm.com or call, text, or email us. All that information is in the show notes as well. Whatever your challenge with your property, we've definitely got a solution for you that'll make your life easier. So some years back, I was proposing a listing on a 10-unit property for like an old salt owner here in Long Beach. And I'd, I'd known him for my whole career. Uh, he had four buildings at the time. He was really a savvy, cool, older guy. And I just enjoyed talking with him and meeting him. 
we knew each other and got along so well for years. He basically told me I was going to list him when he retired and that time had come. So I did my yeoman's work to do a top-notch valuation and proposal, being cognizant of the, the best value I thought I could produce for him. And then we got together over coffee and talked about it. I asked him what he thought of the value and he seemed apathetic, but then he turned back to the page in the book with the comparable sales we were talking about earlier, the ones that had recently just closed. He scanned them for a minute. And to my surprise, he said he wanted to mirror the price of the lowest comparable sale. I had to clarify that I heard him correctly, but yes, he wanted to price the property at the low comparable or quote, even a little under that. And I'd never heard anything like this in my career. He went on to tell me that his wife was absolutely addicted to eBay and she would spend hours bidding on everything under the sun. He would hear her cursing at her computer because the prices on the things she was bidding on would go up. He figured if it worked on eBay, why not with an apartment build? He was ready to put blood in the water and get some people really excited about buying his building. I'll tell you what, the short end of the story, it worked like a charm. I received 15 offers on this property in one week. And with two rounds of counter offers, we weeded out the weaker offers and ended up eclipsing the high comparable, creating a new one in that time frame with an all-cash buyer who closed in two weeks. I mean, I was utterly amazed. And we went on to do the same process with the remaining three buildings over the following year, and the results were very similar. Priced out at low comp and finished out at high or above high comp. So together with a little planning, some strategy, and an agent who knows what they're doing, sellers can and do accomplish this all the time. This has been the Everything Apartments podcast. I'm your host, Eric Christopher. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for another episode coming soon.